What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy. Will the Thrill, the plant-based pro. Coming at you live on the Streets Are Talking 24-hour podcast network. This is the Plant-Based for Life show. And I am grateful that you are here listening to me because you could have been doing anything else with your time. So we are grateful here. I want to start out with this disclaimer that I am not a doctor. I don't claim to be a doctor. Uh, I don't offer any medical advice. The things that I talk about and I suggest are personal experiences. They are things that I have researched from a lot of sources, not just one source here or there. And it is some things that my clients, because I have a company called Plant Based for Life, I'll tell you about that and how to contact me later on. Uh, But I have clients that also have testimonies to back up some of the things that I talk about on different show subjects. And so uh, I wanted to put that out there because a lot of times people will take the advice and go somewhere and say, he told me not to take this vaccine, you know, because that's a hot subject. And maybe I'll do a show on that one day about this vaccine because a lot of people are asking me personally, knowing that my background about health and wellness and my plant-based life, am I going to take the vaccine? What do I think about the vaccine and this, that, and the other? And uh, I told them, no, I'm not taking it, but I'm not telling people, other people not to take it. That's on you. When it comes to health, you have to make your own decisions about your body and your life. And that's just the bottom line. You have to be the one who, uh, uh, decides, you know, know your body, make the decision for you. Don't let a doctor be the sole author of your health and your life because you should know your own body. And even though these doctors went to school and all that good stuff, and, and that's a blessing that they did because there's a place, there's a place for the medical community. I'm not bashing doctors and all that. I just have a different view on doctors when they don't uh, recommend alternatives to, to pharmaceuticals and drugs, but we do know why, uh, they push pills and drugs. They push pills instead of plants. So, Hey, that's a whole nother show. We'll, we'll discuss that on another day. However, you know, um, a lot of people are taking the vaccine. I'm grateful. And I figure like this, I tell people that talk to me that if you're not doing anything else healthy for your life, if you're eating bad, you have underlying conditions, you're not physically fit, and you're not doing anything to advance your health holistically, then maybe you should take the vaccine Vaccine because you are setting yourself up for, for, for something bad to happen. You know, and I, I know people who have died from COVID. Uh, I know people who have been in bad situations, been in intensive care from COVID. And I mean, me myself caught COVID, but my experience with COVID was a lot different simply because of what I did prior to catching COVID, which was eating clean, taking my CMOS gel daily, which I sell with my business, plug, 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 and just doing the things that I need to do to be healthy. So, uh, you know, and that was a doctor. uh, I had a doctor's appointment and she's off the record basically said that she believes that had I not did the things that I did before I caught COVID, that my experience with COVID-19 would be a lot different. So I'm grateful for the knowledge that I have and the research that I put in and the things that I have done uh, 
um, uh, prior to COVID. And so, and I, and I'm grateful that people come to me and have asked me for help. And a lot of them have inboxed me and have had some wonderful results from some of the things that I had recommended or suggested to them. And so I'm grateful again, I'm not a doctor. And, and my disclaimer is that I don't give medical advice or tell you what to take and not to take, what not to take. I just offer suggestions on things that I know that have worked for myself and others. And then you try them or, or, or decide and research everything. Everything, not only that I talk about on this show, but everything that your doctor uh, tries to suggest to you and give you. Anytime there's a prescription that I was given when I was on prescriptions, I would immediately Google the prescription and look up the side effects and the different things that it does, the interactions that it does with other drugs and things of that nature so that I can make an educated decision on if I wanted to take that. And a lot of times, especially when they first diagnosed me with type 2 diabetes, which I cured and reversed, and they gave me metformin, I looked up metformin and saw the side effects from metformin, and I decided that I did not want that in my life. And so uh, I didn't take that. And, and the bottom line was that over time, uh, turning my diet and lifestyle around, a plant-based lifestyle, I was able to reverse that and, and get off statins and a few other things. So uh, it's definitely something to watching what you put on your fork. I mean, a fork will kill you quicker than a gun, I believe. So that's a little vegan humor, but it is what it is. Nonetheless, uh, you know, uh, people have to make up their own mind about what they want to do. You have to decide that you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, and that's it. You know, uh, today is the first day in 21 days that um, um, that I'll be eating cooked food. We just came off uh, a raw 21-day detox, raw foods, fruits, and veggie detox, and it was phenomenal. Uh, those that participated in the group, we had over, I'd say we had about 50 people sign up since November. My group already had 145 members, and now it's over 200 plus. And out of those new people that signed up, I'd say we had about 10, 10 or 12 active people that were participating and showing their posts on the site and just engaged. And it was really good to see and, and, and listen to the testimonies of people uh, losing weight and um, health issues that weren't happening. GERD, people were saying that they didn't have any GERD anymore, and that's gastroesophageal reflux disease for those who don't know what GERD is. A sort of advanced form of acid indigestion that's really painful. I used to have it back when I was a meat eater. Um, people's sugar levels went down, uh, energy levels went up, skin clearing up, bloating issues were solved. It was just a lot of stuff people didn't have to deal with anymore while they were on this raw fruits and veggie detox, drinking pure water and fresh squeezed juices, making smoothies for breakfast, overnight oats. It was just phenomenal. So, you know, it's something to changing how what you consume on a daily basis as as it uh, relates to your health and your condition. And that's just the facts, you know. People don't want to admit that 
you have a lot more control than you realize and the control is and you know you, you've listened to my show before you've heard me say this several times control what we can control and what we can control is what goes into our bodies what we put into our bodies is within our own control i i mean we go to the grocery stores we buy the foods we buy the good foods or the bad foods it just depends on where we are in our walk and a lot of times those of us who are suffering from a variety of health ailments will not admit it but it's it's really coming from what we're putting in our bodies the foods that we eat the empty calories that we consume the uh the the, the fatty meats and and the, the and the uh the sugary uh foods and 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 just all this bad stuff that's not in the produce aisles at your grocery store. All the stuff in the colorful boxes and the, the bright red meats that, by the way, is dyes. If you really saw what meat looks like before they dye it, you probably wouldn't want to eat it. And it's funny about meat that people don't eat meat in its natural state without seasoning. And what do you season it with? Plant-based products, garlic, <laughs> oregano paprika onion powder all that kind of stuff that's that's from plants so it's funny however that's actually what the show is going to be about today it's a nice segue into that that uh the name and the title of this show is that's not your grandma's eat that you're that's not your grandma's meat that you're eating in other words people used to tell me when i went plant-based ah I don't know why you ain't eating meat. Uh, my my grandmama ate meat, and she lived to be 97 years old before she died. And I tell them, okay, but the meat that she ate then and the meat that you're eating now is not the same meat. And they looked at me kind of cockeyed because they didn't realize what I was saying, and it's because they didn't research it. But we will definitely get into... The reason why I said that, and and what's going on with that with that um, that philosophy and that that statement that I made about, you know, um, we're not eating the same meat. You're not eating the same meat. I don't eat no meat, but the bottom line is that this meat that we're eating now has a lot of different things in it, as opposed to what they were getting back in the 60s and in the 50s. So, sit on down, get you something to drink, and spend a little time with me as we go through what is wrong with this meat of today. I'm going to have a sip of my carrot juice, and then we'll get right into it. Okay. So, what's the problem with meat? Well, the meat and dairy and egg industries are unhealthy, unhappy, and unsafe. It's time that we put them to pasture. <laughs> and eating meat has been a long uh, part of the American national identity. But this, transit, this tradition has had devastating consequences for public health as COVID-19 continues to spread across the country. So the tide might finally be turning toward healthy alternatives. And it's the truth, you know, 
uh, right now, a lot more people are looking at healthier alternatives because they're afraid, you know, they really thought that uh, COVID was started through being uh, in a meat-borne setting, uh, Chinese wet markets where they do a lot of unsanitary things and they had meats and, and these exotic animals and all this. They really didn't know how to trace this COVID-19, so they blamed it on whatever. But the bottom line is, as a result of this, people had started to get more mindful of what they were eating. And um, so now people are, are, are looking at meat alternatives. And uh, even though, and we'll discuss that too later about the alternative meat products that's available in the vegan community that are not all that healthy because they're processed. However, some of the things that you're getting from them is definitely better than what you're getting from eating real meat that's been slaughtered and, and, and full of all kinds of stuff that it's full of. But, uh, you know, basically, if there was no poultry industry, there would be no avian bird flu. If there was no cattle industry, there would be no outbreaks of E. coli or mad cow disease. And if there was no hog industry, there would be no swine flu. There would be less much less uh, deforestation and climate change too. So you know with this pandemic it is supposed to usher in the biggest retreat for global meat eating in decades. So a recent study Bloomberg Bloomberg News re recently reported Beyond Meat, the first publicly traded plant-based meat alternative company on the New York Stock Exchange is inking deals all over the world and this stock is soaring. I remember when they first went public, Beyond Meat, they were the hottest stock on the market. Their stock went up like 500% in three weeks. And most people can't tell the difference between Beyond Meat and real meat. Uh, it does have a distinct smell when you open the package though, uh, before you cook it. But once you cook it, if you season it like regular, because I have eaten it, and their sausages, Beyond sausages are so different. You can have Beyond Italian sausages or bratwurst, and I promise you, if I barbecue the regular ones and those and set them next to each other at a barbecue and you just grab them with a bun, you wouldn't know the difference. I would, I would definitely want to see if you could tell the difference between a Beyond Italian sausage and a regular one or a bratwurst because, you know, they're so similar. And they're good, you know, so that's something I call it transition food, though. Those that are trying to go plant based, uh, the goal is to eat more whole plant based foods and not a lot of the vegan uh, processed foods if you can help it. But they're good transition foods. You start out there and you gradually learn how to, uh, you know, transition into uh, other other plant-based meats and things of that nature and things you can make yourself like black bean burgers and stuff like that But there are many other brands on the rise. You got impossible Impossible foods, you know, they make the impossible whopper and possible slider of White Castle You have Gardein which you see in your frozen food section if you go to the grocery store Morningstar Farms which has been around a, lot, a while. I think that they are uh, owned by Kellogg you got field roast, which makes a very good sausage. Uh, Tulferky. You got Ives. You got Light Life and so on. So you got a lot and a lot and a lot of alternative meat type companies because the bottom line is 
We love the texture of meat. They always ask uh, plant-based or vegan people, if you didn't like meat so bad, if you hated meat that much, why do you plant-based folks go and eat uh, meat-like things? Why don't you just eat regular meat? Well, the answer to that question is this. We like the texture of the meat because we've been eating it all our life. And let's face it, it's good. The burger, tasting a good burger is nice. The problem is that the health consequences of the burger is not that good. Also, it's killing another, it's killing another living being so that I can eat. You know, so why should something have to die so I can eat? Some people say, oh, well, that's just the way that the world is. That's the, the cycle of nature and all that. Okay, well, uh, originally when I became plant-based, I ain't going to lie, it was all about health. It was all about that I, I realized that uh, me eating meat was having an adverse effect on my body and my system. And so I needed to figure out some other things. And then as I started studying and researching it, I started learning that meat is really not that good for us and that we don't need it to survive. We don't have to have protein because somebody will say you always get that person that will say, oh, oh, well, where do you get your protein from? The body needs protein. It's proven. It's scientifically proven that the body needs protein. Yes, that is true. But protein comes from many sources, and it doesn't have to come from animals. In fact, you know, the protein that comes from animals comes with a whole bunch of other added stuff that's not good for us. And, and, and the bottom line is that eating meat is associated with heart disease and heart attacks. And that's the number one cause of death in the world. And I wonder why. Hmm, because people are eating all this meat all over the world, especially in America, especially uh, the base for the standard American diet or SAD that I talked about not too long ago. I mean, meat, you look at, at, at plates at restaurants. If you go to a steak restaurant, for instance, one of those steakhouses, you'll have this big giant cut of grilled meat, takes up half the plate, then you have a little scoop of broccoli, a little scoop of mashed potatoes, and a little small side salad on the side, or maybe a baked potato. I mean, but the biggest star of the meal, the biggest portion of the meal, is the animal protein. The big bloody steak that's sitting there bleeding all over the plate that's causing you to have heart problems at some point in your life. It also says that it increases the risk for stroke, various cancers, type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, kidney diseases, hypertension, obesity, osteoporosis, arthritis, endometriosis, impotence, gout, and, and other very serious ailments says that about two-thirds of the diseases in the United States are diet-related. As the U.S. Surgeon General noted in a report on nutrition and public health. So, indeed, a plant-based diet has been proven to be safe and in many cases healthier than consuming foods derived from animals 
<laughs> vegetarians and vegans are, for example, are likely to live six to ten years longer than their carnivorous <clears throat> carnivorous carnivores counterparts. So, all it's saying is that we are projected to live longer than those of you who have to eat meat and meet it all day long. Think about you. Think about this. You wake up in the morning and you have your bacon and your sausage and your eggs. All those animal products all early in the morning. And we're going to talk about that sausage and that bacon because that's a processed meat which is definitely dangerous for your system. But then after that you wait till 12 noon, 1 o'clock and you have lunch, you eat that big old burger, and them fries, and that milkshake. Then you wait, and it's time for dinner after five, six, seven o'clock, and you eat whatever, the fried chicken, the big steak again, or a big steak, you eat your meatloaf, whatever you're eating, it's full of meat. So all day you've been eating animal products and meat. All day. The report talks about surgeries, medical devices, drugs, and exercise sometimes treat and control heart disease, but it says that only a plant-based diet has been able to reverse this leading cause of death. In America today, about half of all Americans die of heart attacks and strokes. And I'm going to put a pencil right there simply because that's a a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart because in 2018 I lost both my brothers to that very thing. My youngest brother died of a massive stroke at 47 years old, was in a coma for nine days and then passed. And then eight months after him, my other brother had a massive heart attack while delivering mail on someone's front porch. And on his death certificate, just like our father, who died in 1990, the same way, was dead before he hit the ground with his heart attack, on their death certificate it said atherosclerosis, which is the hardening of the arteries, clogged arteries, which is caused by a bunch of cholesterol lining the arteries, blocking the blood to the heart and the vein and all that stuff. And we know that all that excess cholesterol that causes that hardening of the arteries comes from a diet rich in animal products. We know that. That's proven. And so that stuff there touches me, and that's why I am who I am today. That's why I have a business. Oh, and, you know, let's talk about my business. It's called Plant-Based for Life. It's spelled plant-based, the number four, life spelled L-Y-F-E dot com. You can go to my website and check it out. You can message me down at the bottom if you got some comments or need some information on where I get some of my uh, info from and, and, and research from. You can reach out to me. I don't mind healthy debate at all. Uh, so bring it because, you know, I'll definitely bring it. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight though because I'll be ready for you. But, you know, I also want to tag the station you're listening to the Plant-Based for Life show. On the streets, you're talking 24-hour podcast network, and um, 
you know, we do what we do on this, this network and uh, trying to help people with our shows and things of that nature. So just to let you know. But anyway, you know, that's that's why I do what I do because of the people I lost and the people I traded. And that's just my two brothers. I know countless other folks who, young people who have had heart attacks and who are catching cancers and who all kinds of subjects, I mean, uh, subs, uh, all kinds of ailments and things that are caused due to the lifestyle and diet. Okay. Uh, nutrition advocate Dr. Joel Furman, who I follow extensively, I've I've seen some of his videos. He's got books. My mom gave me some of his information because she was deep into him. Dr. Joel Furman advised that <clears throat> he believes that our diet has to be mostly fruits and vegetables, beans, nuts, and seeds. He says we need to reduce processed foods, reduce animal products, and increase higher density nutrients foods okay and then the american institute for cancer research found that a plant-based diet in addition to helping prevent heart disease also lowers the risk for many cancers you know i've had somebody that died from cancer too and this and so this uh maria petzel senior clinical dietitian at MD Anderson Cancer Center described the evidence that plant-based diets reduce one's cancer risk as overwhelming. And then similarly, the China study, an authoritative report by Colin Kyle Campbell, PhD, who's another person I follow, he wrote the China study. They based it upon a 20-year study of 65 Chinese counties. And that revealed that the people who ate the most animal-based foods got the most chronic disease. I'm telling you, you should get that book. If you're interested in learning something about this, the China study is an awesome book. They said the people who ate the most plant-based foods were the healthiest and tended to avoid chronic disease. So this simply should not be ignored it shouldn't be you know people don't want to you know what's funny about people most of us know that this food that we're eating out here is not good for us but it tastes so good that we just refuse to make changes we are so afraid of altering our diets and lifestyles because we feel we're going to miss out on something we're going to miss out on flavor. We're going to miss out on food, especially African-Americans. You know, I can speak for us because I've been one for 59 years. <laughs> and, you know, our biggest fear of switching to a plant-based or vegan diet or something like that, vegetarian, is the fact that we're going to miss out on some flavorful, good food. The texture or something that's wrong with the texture. It's just not going to be good. You know, African-Americans, we picture vegetarian or vegan diets as some white person sitting at their desk at work eating some bland carrots and lettuce and a cheese sandwich on white bread. That's our version and, and, and our picture of a vegetarian or a vegan. There's no way that we can not see someone eating some rib tips, some chicken, some fried chicken, some gizzards, some 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 big steak a burger something we just can't 
We just can't see that something else is good and tastes as good or better than that. But at what cost? At what cost are we going to continue to eat food just because it tastes good to us? And and, and just to let you know, the food that I make and, and in my business being a plant-based caterer, I make food so flavorful that meat eaters ask me, and it's the greatest compliment, trust me, is so... So there's no meat in this, really? <laughs> I laugh. I mean, my lasagna, my spinach lasagna, my chilies, my spaghettis, all made with plant-based type meat, mushrooms, lentils, all kinds of such. I made some tacos with walnut meat. You can post walnut meat in a food processor after soaking walnuts overnight and adding the proper seasoning and make it taste just like ground meat. You just have to be creative and you have to come to the point in your life where I'm going to change some things. I don't want hardening of the arteries just because I like the way a big thick steak tastes or a big nice burger slathered with melted cheese and all that tastes. I, I, I got to want to change my mindset and realize that at the cost of adding a few extra years of my life, I'll eat better. You know, we got to do that. I mean, that, if that's if you got something to live for, you know, I got grandkids that I'd like to see, granddaughters and grandsons. I'd like to be at their weddings. I'd like to see them graduate from college. I'd like to see some things. I want to stick around a while. I mean, I'm, I'm a man of faith, and I believe that there's a, a life after here on this planet. But I still want to stick around and be on this planet as long as I can. And if there's something I can do, which is control what I put in my body, you know, I, I want to do that. and, and But, you know, uh, again, just because I am plant-based don't mean something can't happen to me and I drop dead tomorrow. That's not the that's not the, the whole thing about eating different. What is, though, because you can't cheat death, but what is the, the difference is that while I am on this planet, while I am still alive, I want to be able to live a nice, healthy feel good life. I don't want to have all these ailments. I don't want to be on prescription meds for the rest of my life to keep me alive and to keep me feeling good because all it is is miserable side effects. So you give up one thing by taking these drugs to feel better in one area only to develop something else that doesn't feel all that good because you're on pharmaceuticals. No, that ain't what me and, and, and myself want to go through. I promise you that. But it says that the pandemics of the last century, the flu outbreaks of 1918, 1957, and 1968, each of which killed millions of people, originated in animals raised for meat. It says COVID-19 also originated in animals and the human appetite for them. So, you know, whenever animals are crammed together, we risk contagion. As the prestigious medical journal, The Lancet, highlighted, all new infectious diseases of human beings to emerge in the past generation have had an animal source. That is powerful. And again, you go and research this stuff on your own. Don't just listen to me because I'm researching it and I get information from places. So besides me talking on my podcast about personal experiences, I bring research. I, I'm literally reading some of these things in between me giving you these sidebars 
on these podcasts because I feel that you should get valuable information that is drawn from sources that are not from me. Not from me. So if there's no poultry industry, there would be no avian, you know, so I read all that, no flu. And so at the individual level, Ronnie Neff at the John Hopkins School of Public Health explained, it seems pretty clear that the number one thing that can be done is to eat less meat and dairy. And, and that's interesting because that is a true statement that as we change what we do, things get better. Your life is not, and you know what? It's not about cold turkey doing things. Hell, we've been eating meat all our lives. I'm not telling anybody to just cold turkey drop meat. I'm not telling people to do that. What I am saying, because, you know, people ask me, Will, Will, you haven't had meat in so long. Do you miss it? And I tell them, honestly, what I missed the most when I gave up meat was the uh, smoked brisket at Mariano's, the local grocery store here in uh, Chicago. And they have a food section where they sell hot food and smoked meats and stuff. And they had a smoked brisket that was very good. I have since learned how to make my own brisket out of uh, vital wheat gluten and some mushrooms and a few other things. And people looked at the picture of it when I made it and said, damn, that looks like the real thing. So you can do it. You know, you just have to change your focus. You just have to learn how to do different things. You have to figure out what it is that you want out of life and go do it. And stop being held back by the masses. Anytime you follow the masses, you get the same results of the masses. <sighs> so, I'm looking at the eight reasons that meat is bad for me. And it talks about how eating meat is bad and that the World Health Organization uh, made headlines back in 2015 by declaring processed meat a carcinogen. You know what a carcinogen is? Something that increases your risk for cancer. So they said that, that, that the processed meat, and this is the World Health Organization, the one that's getting all the attention now during this COVID-19 era. They said that in 2015, they declared processed meat a carcinogen that increases your risk of colon or rectum cancer by 18%. And those are two cancers that are preventable. There are several cancers that are preventable, several ones. And it's all, again, based on lifestyle choices and diet. It says, but it's not just processed meat that poses a health risk. Science has shown for a while that eating all kinds of animals, including white meat, the other white meat pork and white meat chicken, is bad for you, like really bad. So, you know, while cutting back your meat consumption in any form is a great step to take, the fact remains that eating any meat, hormone-free or not, poses several serious long-term risks to your health. And it's worth knowing exactly that the health risks of eating meat is... It, well, it's worth knowing exactly what the health risks of eating meat are. 
so that you can make an informed decision for yourself about how much of the risk you feel is necessary to take by continuing to consume animals. So they're talking about, and I'm taking a sip of my carrot juice, y'all, because I get parched. But yeah, so they're talking about here some of these reasons that meat are bad. And the very first one is that it significantly increases your risk of cancer. So the um, Cancer Research Center in the UK, they came up with a scale of uh, a carcinogenic classification group. And, the, and it's listed through one through four. So you have group one, you have group 2A, you have group 2B, you have group three, and group four. So group one says that it causes cancer. Group 2A probably causes cancer. Group 2B probably, possibly causes cancer. Group three, not classifiable as a cause of cancer. And group four, probably not a cause of cancer. So remember, group one causes cancer. So it's saying here that processed meats have been given a group one classification. And so processed meats include your salamis, your bolognese, your, your, your bacon, and people love bacon, sausages and hot dogs. This bacon thing is so outrageous. People love bacon so much. And I'm like, besides all the cholesterol that's in bacon from a pig, it's also smoked processed meat and it's, and it's a number one, group one classification as a carcinogenic. And then it says red meats, which have been classified as group 2A, pork, beef, and lamb, are, are probably causes cancer. So it doesn't include chicken or fish, so. But see, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And the World Health Organization declared processed meat a carcinogenic. It's not just processed meats that puts you at risk. A vast array of studies from top universities and independent researchers has found that eating chickens, cows, and other animals promote cancer in many forms. And so large studies in England and Germany show that vegetarians were about 40% less likely to develop cancer compared to meat eaters. The most common forms being breast, prostate, and colon cancers, all preventable. And a 2014 Harvard study found that just one serving a day of red meat during adolescence was associated with a 22% higher risk of premenopausal breast cancer. And that that same red meat consumption in adulthood was associated with a 13% higher risk of breast cancer overall. So can you imagine they're saying at adolescence, can you imagine a person that's my age of 59 who have been eating meat, red meats, burgers, fries, hot dogs, processed meats, all that stuff in your system. And you ain't never detoxing. You ain't eating vegetables and fruits and fibers and drinking pure water and all that stuff. And now you walking around here 400 pounds with all kinds of diabetes and cholesterol and everything because you didn't polluted this one body that you get in this lifetime 
this one body. And don't get me wrong, the body is miraculously made and wonderfully made, as the Bible states, and that it is designed to heal itself given the right conditions. But the problem is we don't give it the right conditions. We continuously beat and pound our bodies with unhealthy living and lifestyle and expect this body to run and last for long periods of time. Then when people die at early ages from health reasons, we call it an untimely death. When people die of things that they pretty much did themselves, you know, I had a, a joke when I go to uh, different funerals that we'd be at the repast at, and, and repast, you know, is something where people are eating and, and fellowshipping with the family after they buried the dead and they go back and have all this food. We're at the repasses eating the food the same food that caused the deceased to die from a massive heart attack or cancer or something. They're feeding us the same food. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. And it says that a number of hypotheses were used to explain the connection between meat consumption and cancer risk. First, meat is devoid of fiber and other nutrients that have a protective effect against cancer. Meat also contains animal proteins, saturated fat, and in some cases, carcinogenic compounds such as heterocyclic amines, HCA, and polycyclic aromatic, I'm sorry, which are formed during the processing or cooking. Meat also contains hormones that increase your cancer risk. Oh my God. That's the stuff they put in meat. We're going to talk about, again, this is not your grandma's meat. This ain't the meat that they was eating. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Trust me. So it talks about increasing your risk of heart disease and diabetes. In fact, here's a quote from former President Bill Clinton, who was a vegan. I just decided that I was the high-risk person, and I didn't want to fool with this anymore, and I wanted to live to be a grandfather. So I decided to pick the diet that I thought would maximize my chances of long-term survival. And that was what Bill Clinton said. And that was the reason that he went vegan. Meat, dairy products, and eggs all contain cholesterol and saturated fat and contribute to America's top killer. Now you heard that again from somewhere else. This is a whole different report from the first one I talked about. And it's saying the same thing. The number one killer. Heart attacks. So it talks about heart attacks, strokes, diabetes, and various types of cancer. Decades of scientific study have linked dietary cholesterol to cardiovascular disease. Our country's number one cause of death. Killing nearly 2,200 Americans daily, 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 all because we want to have that big steak, all because we want to have them ribs and rib tips, all because we got to have that fried chicken sandwich from Popeye's for $3.99, daily. Are you hearing that? I think that's worse than the pandemic. 2,200 people in America daily. It says saturated fat is present in all meat and fish, 
even chicken and turkey cooked without the skin. You know, it's funny. People kill me when they say, uh, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to do different. I'm trying to be better. That's why I'm eating more chicken and fish. Okay, well, that may be better than red meat and pork, but it's still not getting you out of the woods. It's just a slower death, maybe, I guess. I don't know. Slower, slower path to illnesses and problems. But, you know, to each his own again. You know, the Bible says people perish for lack of knowledge. And a lot of times people really don't know better. And that's why I do what I do to spread the word. Again, I'm not judge, judgmental. I'm not a meat basher because you're going to do what you want to do. But because of what I have went through in my lifestyle and people that I've lost that were near and dear to me that I love, I am on a quest to help people live and eat healthier until God brings me home. That's just the way it is. So if you don't like it and you don't like what I'm talking about, you know, you don't have to listen to my podcast. I'd understand that. Because, you know, the truth hurts. People don't want to be told that what they're doing is not good for them. People don't want to be told that, you know, maybe you need to possibly look at another way of life because people are comfortable and complacent with doing the same old thing. You know, change is, is hard for people. It's not that easy, especially when people think that they're going to miss out on something. But I tell people all the time, give some other things a chance. If Don't say no unless you know. Try it. Try something different. You can always go back to your own other miserable uh, cholesterol-filled, uh, 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 bloated, nasty, whatever you're going through lifestyle. Go ahead and do that. But give something else a chance. See how much better you're going to feel. When we, we just came off this raw detox and some people didn't realize that they could eat raw fruits and veggies and survive. And the way that they felt afterwards and, and the health benefits, the people were like, wow, I never knew I could do that. Now, granted, some couldn't do it, but they went on and just did cooked fruits and veggies and cooked vegetables and things of that nature. And they didn't eat any meat for 21 days. And they didn't all go raw, some of them, but the fact that they did something different and they were happy and grateful. You got to experiment and try some things. That's the only way you're going to know if it works for you. It says that additionally, according to the study published by the American Diabetes Association, people who eat high amounts of animal protein are 22% more likely to develop diabetes. Another killer, another thing that's prevalent in the black community running rampant in the African-American community where people are going blind, getting limbs cut off, having heart attacks, having all kinds of other issues, all because we don't want to change our diet. Saturated fat has even been linked to breast cancer, as well as Alzheimer's disease, dementia, and cognitive decline. Fortunately, there are many plant-based source protein sources that are low in saturated fat and won't send your LDL, that's your bad cholesterol levels, through the roof. So, you know, there's other things, other ways. Somebody say, well, where do you get your protein from? And I got a friend who posted something on one of our sites that says, bitch, peas. And that was funny because you can get a lot of protein from peas. There's actually protein supplements out there that are made from pea protein that you can put in stuff and shakes and smoothies and things of that nature. But there are so many plant-based proteins out there. There's no reason why you have to eat 
animal-based protein. And plus, the amount of protein that you have to have is pretty overrated. You know, unless you're a professional athlete and need that kind of stuff, you don't really need as much protein as you think you need. It says eating meat makes it harder to maintain a healthy body weight. And so, of course, you get to design what a healthy body weight means for yourself. And, and, and I'm not saying that you should go vegetarian or vegan just to stay slim because, let's face it, not all vegetarian and vegans are slim. A guy posted something on my page I thought was funny. He said, how come I see so many fat vegans? Y'all frying y'all lettuce? And I thought that was quite funny because veganism is not necessarily associated with being all that healthy and stuff if you're eating all the vegan processed food. If you're substituting the foods just because I'm not eating meat and dairy products, but I'm eating all this sugar and all this other stuff, high in carbohydrates and all the processed foods and everything that you're eating and you're not doing any exercise and drinking any water and the fact that you're just not eating meat and drinking milk or if you're a vegetarian you're still eating drinking milk and, and eating eggs you're just not eating animal flesh you're not still going to be that healthy you know if you're looking to lower your bmi it's worth knowing that meat eaters are three times more likely to be obese than vegetarians and nine times more likely than vegans on average vegans are 10 to 20 pounds lighter than adult meat eaters Vegetarian diets are also associated with higher metabolic rates, around 16% faster for vegans compared with meat eaters. So, you know, then it talks about meat carries the highest risk for foodborne illnesses. You know, the, 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 the U.S. Department of Agriculture, USDA reports that 70% of food poisoning is caused by contaminated animal flesh. Wow. Foodborne disease, and don't get me wrong, such as E. coli and salmonella, there's been some reports where some fruits and vegetables have had diseases and been contaminated, but it's still rarer than meat. You know, I remember that romaine lettuce just had, uh, I think it was either salmonella or E. coli from someplace, and they had to shut it down so people couldn't eat this romaine lettuce, which is the lettuce that I actually like. But an estimated 76 million illnesses 325,000 hospitalizations and 5,000 deaths in the United States each year have been caused by foodborne diseases such as E. coli and salmonella. Eating meat puts you at a greater risk for food poisoning because animal products are often tainted with fecal contamination during slaughter or processing. Fecal contamination in chicken, especially is a major problem. That's why they tell you about really handling raw chicken in a different way because cross-contamination is so bad with raw chicken. It says that in a Consumer Reports study, 97% of raw chicken in, United, in U.S. supermarkets is contaminated with bacteria that can make customers sick. So if you eliminate animal products from your diet, you'll be also eliminating your exposure to the, the most common carrier of these bacteria. And boy, we do know that some people love some yard bird. I ain't mentioning no names, but some people loves that chicken. And again, raw chicken, boy, they tell you wipe stuff down and be careful. Don't cross contaminate it with something. And this is why. 
97% of raw chickens in the United States supermarkets is contaminated with bacteria. Come on now. This is stuff we put in our bodies. We control this. We control this. So we got about eight minutes left in the show. You're listening to the Plant Based for Life uh, uh, show here. I'm your host, Will the Thrill, your boy, the Plant Based Pro. And you're listening to the Streets Are Talking 24-Hour Podcast Network. And we're talking about your grandma's meat. That ain't what you eating now. This ain't your grandma's meat you eating. It says it might even contribute to erectile dysfunction in men. So, men, I'm sorry. You want to get a softy just because you want to eat that big T-bone steak? It says meat, eggs, and dairy products slow the flow of blood to all the body's organs. And not just the heart. Originally, it was thought that impotence was caused by anxiety. But according to the Erectile Dysfunction Institute, up to 90% of all cases of impotence are actually physical as opposed to psychological, meaning the high cholesterol, obesity, diabetes, prostate cancer, or inflammation, and hormonal imbalances. And we're going to do a podcast on inflammation soon, trust me. And hormonal imbalances that eating meat causes may also contribute to impotence. It says, it says a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition also suggests that men who couple regular exercise with a diet rich in flavonoids, which are found in fruits like strawberries, blueberries, and apples, may reduce their risk of developing erectile dysfunction by over 20%. So guys, get out here while you buying all them steaks and sausages. And get you some strawberries, blueberries, and apples. Get you some watermelons. Get you some beets. Because I also know beets is good with nitrates to help you in that area. So there's numerous physicians and nutritionists agree that the best way to prevent artery blockage, as well as multiple other conditions that cause impotence, is to eat a diet high in fiber, including plenty of fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Says, of course, you can still eat these foods if you eat meat, but you're not going to have, but but you're going to have fewer servings over time, and more health risks added into the mix. Talks about that most meat has hormones in it. To make cows grow at an unnaturally fast rate, the can the cattle industry feeds them pellets full of hormones. While low levels of naturally occurring hormones are found in various foods, many scientists are concerned that the artificial hormones ingested in cows especially cause health problems in people who eat them. So you're not only you are what you eat, you are what the cows eat too. And the livestock. You are all of that. So it says that... um, uh, what does it say? Oh, concern. Okay. And while organic or hormone-free meat might be a better option, you're also not eliminating your chances of ingesting the naturally occurring sex hormones present in animals when they are killed. The sex hormones, progesterone, testosterone, and estrogen are naturally occurring in animals, whether they've been given artificial hormones or not. So when you eat these animals, you're also eating hormones. So... It, that may make you resistant to antibiotics. 
Factory farms are breeding grounds for antibiotic-resistant bacteria known as supergerms. On farms across America, the antibiotics that we depend on to treat human illnesses are now used to promote growth in animals and to keep them alive in horrific living conditions that would otherwise kill them. So countless new strains of antibiotic-resistant bacteria have developed as a result. Roughly 70% of the antibiotics used in the United States each year are given to animals that are used for food, meaning if you eat meat, you run a greater risk of making yourself antibiotic-resistant. Wow. Wow. So in other words, you are becoming resistant to antibiotics because of all this food that you're eating that has antibiotics already stuffed in it and shot in it. So, oh, this is deep. I mean, this almost needs to be a two-part show, but I'm almost done. So it increases your risk of death. In large part, because of the health risk mentioned above, meat eaters just don't live as long as vegetarians and vegans. According to a study of over 70,000 people published in the Journal of uh, JAMA, Internal Medicine, vegetarians are 12% likely less likely to have died during a six-year follow-up period than their meat-eating peers. Vegetarian men live an average of 83 years compared with non-vegetarian men who live an average of 73 years. So you want 10 more years? Eat more vegetables. Vegetarian women live an average of 85 years, which is 6.1 years longer than non-vegetarian women. According to the Advis Health Study, if you like to go the distance, looks like cutting out animals is one of the simplest things you can do. The bottom line is one of the best things you can do for your health is either eat less meat or cut it out altogether. And that is the bottom line. You should look into something different. Let me read you something real quick before we end off this show because we got about two minutes left that I was trying to tell you this is not your grandma's meat. It says, when your great-grandparents purchased chicken, beef, or pork from their local markets back in the day, the quality was much different than it is today. It's changed so much, in fact, it's an interesting story that really makes you think about the meat on your plate. And then it goes down to say that back then, most households raised and slaughtered their own livestock. Meat quality was at its best. These animals were often free range. They were undeniably organic and they were slaughtered right on the farm where they were consumed by local families. When the growing population came, with the growing population, came the need for larger farms and the farmers struggled with the burden of raising more families and more animals. So they found ways to make it simpler, cheaper, and more convenient. Thus, the feedlot was born and while it's certainly more affordable, it hindered the quality of the meat with subpar feed and tight confined spaces, which caused all these problems. You wanted organic and, and, and grass-fed meat and free range and all that. But the bottom line is, the meat that you are getting now is not your grandma's meat. It is not that good. You might want to look at changing what you were eating. And that's just the bottom line. That's just the bottom line. I'm telling you, think about it. Don't just listen to me. Research it. Remember, I thank you for listening to the show, Plant Based for Life. Talk to you soon. Love ya. From Galaxy Note 10. Until we meet again. PB4L.
Good night, folks. <laughs>